The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. everyone, it's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here again with another Motivational Moments podcast. Today I'm very happy to be chatting with Duncan Bureau, President of Air Canada Rouge. Morning Duncan, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule today. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me and uh, I'm looking forward to chatting. Thank you. Um, I am very much into Air Canada, we travel a lot and I'm very happy with the service, so um and I'm a Canadian now, so that's good. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's great. Um, and, and I'm pleased to hear that uh, we're, we've been treating you well. Yes, you have. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you some questions, if that's okay. So I know you work in the aviation field at the moment. Have you always worked in that demographic? Yeah, so I started my career um, uh, in oil and gas and realized pretty quickly that that uh, didn't excite me as much as uh, airplanes. Um, you know, I always wanted to be a pilot, and uh, I always loved air- airplanes, and airplanes always fascinated me. So, um, you know, as a young uh, boy in South Africa, uh, my very first flight was on a BOAC 707 from Johannesburg to London Heathrow. And, you know, I, I was always fascinated by flight and by airlines and, uh, and the aviation business from a very young age. That's interesting because a lot of us, when we're at, say, high school, um, we dream of lots of things, but, you know, don't often follow through. So that's amazing that you actually follow through. Were you born in um, South Africa? I was. I was born in Rudaport, South that, Africa. That's amazing. One country I haven't visited yet, but I'd love to. Well, you should. It's a beautiful country. We tend to travel these days where the work is, and that's very important because, obviously, if you work, you get paid, don't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So... Um, I know you've been president of uh, um, Air Canada Rouge since, um, I think, May the 3rd, 2018. Uh, Yeah, that's great. So it's, I guess, almost a year. And um, I read that you you think that customer service is first and foremost Mm -hmm. and that the customer expectations should be met and exceeded. And this is quite difficult, I know, for most organisations. So how do you personally follow up with this? Well, I think what's super important is consistency, and particularly when you're running an airline. You know, one of the things that uh, we we operate machines. You know, uh, uh, machines break. Um, there are delays. Uh, there are so many things in aviation that are out of our control, and it's really about how you recover. Um, you know, I, I think about snowstorms in Chicago or. Uh, you know, uh, tsunamis in Japan or whatever the case may be, uh, you, you know, we run an incredibly integrated network and a very complex network. And so while there may be sunny skies in Toronto, the fact is it might be, uh, you know, snowing in Zurich. Mm-hmm. And, and those passengers leaving Zurich, connecting into Toronto um, or waiting for the aircraft uh, to arrive from Zurich uh, to return back to uh uh, a different destination out of Toronto where the sky is sunny, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making sure that customers understand and consumers understand uh, the complexity of our network. Um, you know, I always tell people we're in the customer service business. We just happen to fly airplanes. So but, if we, can, yeah, that's true. If we can focus on the customer and do what's right for the customer, um, you know, we'll, we'll tend to get things right. And, and it's about communication. And, you know, when we do have delays, it is about communicating what the delay is. It is about uh, managing the expectation of the customer. 
uh, to make sure uh, that we deliver or exceed on the promises that we've made as, as a brand and as a company. Um, and, you know, again, going back to consistency for me is it's consistency around, around communication um, and it's consistency around service delivery uh, and uh, making sure that our uh, customers and our uh, partners understand, um, you know, what it is we're dealing with on a daily basis. So the front line, you know, people, the, the people who are on the front line and have to deal with the irate, you know, customers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. don't really understand, you know, why this delay is happening. They're a bit mm-hmm. short-sighted, I guess. Um, I guess they must have really great training and you you must pick the best to work in that position because, you know, I've seen it on the TV. There's a program on the TV where people are complaining and it can be, get quite nasty, can't it, really, with some of the people? Yeah, I, I find that a couple of things, you know, observations about my, you know, I, I would share with you with my 25 year history uh, in aviation is, um, look, the, the flight attendant, the pilot, uh, our airport uh, crew, our ground handlers, um, as far as I know, not one of them actually control the weather um, and not one of them uh, are responsible for uh, the, uh, the mechanics and the engineering of an aircraft. Uh, we don't build the airplanes. We buy the airplanes and we fly the airplanes. We aren't control. We are not in control of the navigation system. We are not in control of the airport. We are customers of those uh, services that are provided to us uh, by third parties. Um, and, and again, we don't control all of the inputs in our business. So when someone's screaming and yelling at a flight attendant because of a snowstorm, I I I, I struggle with that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you know, I feel sorry for um, our frontline employees who you know are doing the best they can. The, yeah. You know, we have thirty one thousand brand ambassadors who all they want to do on a daily basis is deliver you uh, and your bags uh, safely to your final destination. Mm-hmm. That that is the business we're in. Yeah, and we're in the customer service business. I have zero interest in delaying an aircraft. Aircraft on the ground uh, is a cost, not a revenue. Yeah. And so when consumers are screaming and yelling at the wrong people, quite frankly, um, about delays mm-hmm. uh, and telling our people, you know, that uh, they're lying about a delay or you know, it's not just our people. It, it's people in the industry. Yeah, in yeah. The yeah. fact is no airline wants an airplane on the ground. It, it, it doesn't make economic sense. We want them in the air. We want uh, to get our passengers to their final destination. We want to get them there with a great experience. We want them and their bags to arrive at the same time. We yeah. have 31,000 employees who are incredibly proud of the brand that they worked for. Um, and they do a great job every single day. So I guess the, not, not all of your customers, but most customers who fly on, en- on any, you know, um, mm. airline, they just have to kind of be more aware. So how do you create the awareness that yeah. not so much it's not your fault, but it's out of your control and yeah. your, your people are doing the best they can. So how can you create that awareness? You know, I, I, it's a great question. And I think communicating, um, you know, uh, about, uh, again, it comes back to my earlier comment about consistency and communication. You know, I, I think if we explain to consumers and our, our customers what is happening and we do a really good job of that, mm-hmm. for the vast majority of people, they understand uh, that weather and, uh, uh, and that airplanes are machines and machines mm-hmm. break. Uh, and believe me, you want me fixing the airplane on the ground, not in the air. <laughs> Um, so, you know, those are things that we need to make sure that we're communicating to our customers. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I'd say, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, as I said, 99% of our customers, uh, clearly understand that, uh, you know, our, our cabin crew don't actually, uh, have the ability to create massive snowstorms. (laughs) Um, you know, 
when I get calls from people screaming and yelling at me about delays yeah. uh, in the middle of an ice storm, wow. I, I, I kind of struggle with that a little bit, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, I ask them to look out the window because, <laughs> uh, you know, ice storms and aircraft are not a great mix. I'm, I'm glad you told me that because I was, you know, I'm from, I'm from, I'm a Brit, I'm from England. I thought it was all mm. your fault, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, most people do. Most people do think it's my fault. Well, I can promise you I've never phoned you. Um now, this brings me to the company culture of your organization. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. it's very important to you, and it seems mm-hmm. to me that you're a very reasonable guy to work for. But how do you keep, you know, achieve a balanced and happy workplace? Because it's not always easy, is it? No. You know what? I think one of the things that we're trying to create here at Rouge uh, is a unique culture. And, and I, I strongly believe we have a unique culture here. For me, uh, culture trumps strategy all day long. I think if you have the kind of work environment where you can create a place where people want to work, uh, people want to fly, and uh, investors want to invest in, then you've hit a home run. Mm. Um, And and it really starts with, you know, my office, to be quite frank, Um, you know, coming to work every single day. I tell people all the time I get to go to work. I don't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The opportunity to come and interact with such an incredible team that we have here. You know, we have incredible thought leaders in aviation here uh, that are running this business. And it's a, it's an incredible privilege for me to come and work with them every day. And, and that goes all the way down to our front line. You know, I, I just came up from downstairs where we're recruiting today uh, and introduced myself to 120 candidates uh, who are going through a group interview today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure there are many organizations where the president goes down uh, <laughs> and, and welcomes people who are going through group interviews. No, no. Um, but that gets people off on the right foot, right? They, they clearly understand that I'm I'm approachable, that my door is open, that, um, you know, I want to hear from our, uh, from all of our colleagues. Um, and, you know, again, you know, talking about safety and talking about culture, um, from the very first time they meet me, those are the words that they're going to hear out of my mouth. And the, the number one is safety. Yeah. Uh, and the second is culture. And, and having a safety culture uh, is something that's incredibly important in our business. So yeah. to me, culture is critical. Um, you seem like a very humble man which I think is wonderful in your position because let's admit it you know you are up there and we're all down there so you've stayed you've stayed you you haven't gotten like big-headed or you know thinking you're better than anybody else and I guess that's why you've got such a a balanced and happy workplace that sounds absolutely wonderful if you um you're recruiting today right um yes are you recruit like you may not know this, but millennials, big thing, millennials, you know, they mm-hmm. are taking over the workplace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you find that, you know, millennials are are part of your demographic now in a well, big way? Or yeah, yeah. Of course. Our average age is twenty four. Nice. Um so the average age of uh, our Rouge crew is 24 years old. So we are uh, heavily skewed towards millennial mm-hmm. um, and we're heavily skewed towards first entry. A lot of people, this is their first job. Yeah. Um, but what we're finding as we've grown over the last five years, we're starting to see more and more uh, uh, folks from different age groups and different uh, ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. and uh, different skill sets in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we're the third largest airline in Canada now. So we've grown significantly. In our first year, we carried 300,000 people. Uh, uh, this year, we carried 8.1 million people. And so our ability to communicate and interact and, uh, and be relevant uh, to a broader audience means that we have to change how we recruit. 
um, uh-huh. you know, uh, including how we recruit from a language qualified perspective, yeah. but also age is important, you know, and, um, you know, making sure that customers feel safe and comfortable um, comes with sometimes, uh, you know, you want to see a pilot with gray hair. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it gives you some comfort uh, when you're a traveler, right? Oh, that's um, funny. And uh, so, you know, we have a much broader base uh, of employees from different ages and, and ethnic backgrounds and religious backgrounds uh, and, and language skills uh, that allow us to deal with the incredibly diverse customer base that we serve. Yeah, that, I think that's the key. That's why it's working so well for you all because basically you are looking at all the different demographics. And um, am I right in saying um, this will be the sixth year? For, um, Correct. Yeah. So really six years is quite still in the infancy and so you've achieved mm-hmm. quite remarkable results. Um, well done. Very proud of, of you all. So I also know, because I've been doing my homework, that you like Mm -hmm. to give back to organizations. You're very Mm -hmm. much into community giving, community investment. Could you give me maybe a a small example of what kind of organizations you do support or, you know, want to support? Yeah, absolutely. So Air Canada as a group of companies has really focused our attention on uh, the Air Canada Foundation, which was created uh, to support children's health and wellness. Um, so we have numerous events throughout the year where we raise significant funds, uh, and then those funds are then distributed uh, based on an application process by different organizations across the country and, and, and quite frankly, across our network. Uh, our, our focus is around children's health and wellness, and, and you know you can't be all things to all people. So mm-hmm. we as, a, as an organization have decided that's where we're going to focus mm-hmm. our attention, and those are the charities that we will support. Mm-hmm. Um, and Air Canada has given away millions and millions and millions of dollars um, to those charities, uh, anywhere from hospitals to group homes to uh, children's uh, mental health and wellness in, in any form. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have an incredible organization over there. Uh, that is doing a fantastic job and they continue to donate uh, significant dollars and make differences in the lives of, you know, Canadians and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and other communities that we serve. You know, I, I, I'm a big believer that you invest in the communities where you serve mm-hmm. um, and where you're and where you have employees. And so whether that's Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, um, you know, the Dominican Republic, uh, you know, Air Canada tends to be one of the first carriers that, that respond to international incidents. And so, you know, we, we were the f- one of the first airlines that flew, um, you know, refugees into Canada. We're the first ones into Haiti. We're the first ones into New Orleans. Um, you know, it, there's an incredible uh, culture of giving and community commitment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have 31,000 employees and a vast majority of those are involved in their own charities. And we support our employees by offering them uh, tickets that they can use uh, to support charities of, uh, of importance to them. So again, you know, Air Canada, uh, in my view, is one of the uh, largest uh, giving organizations in the country. Um, and uh, whether that's in the form of tickets or whether that's in the form of actual cash dollars, mm-hmm. uh, Air Canada gives away significant dollars year on year on year. That's, that's amazing. It's so good to hear. You walk, you talk, and that's why, you know, I think everybody loves you and you're, you're like an icon, aren't you, really? You, you like... Um, Something that, you know, we're all very proud of in Canada. Yeah. Um, I guess um, you mentioned mental health mm-hmm. very, very briefly. That's one of the charities we like to, well, like you, we, we pick our charities close to home, close to our communities. But um, Of course. I have been reading lately that um, mental health, especially for, you know, pilots, yes. um, is very, very important. But I'm guessing for your organisation, you've always looked very carefully at this and made sure that things are taken care of early yeah. on. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, when you look at our employee base and you look at, um, you know, the business we're in, uh, mental health is something that we take very, very seriously. And we, we want to create an environment for our employees to feel safe, uh, where they can raise their hand and ask for help. Uh, and we provide them all of the tools they need in order to, uh, you know, uh, uh, deal with mental health uh, challenges. Um, and, uh, again, whether that's in the form of, uh, third party help, whether that's our employee assistance program, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's a mentoring program, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, um, uh, colleagues who, uh, are, are there to support them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we've invested heavily, uh, in our employees and, uh, we, we obviously believe, uh, that a very strong and healthy, uh, workforce allows us to, uh, represent Canada, uh, on the global stage. And, you know, we're one of those Canadian companies. Um, you know, I think if uh, you went to most countries around the world and you asked them to name uh, a very fa- a Canadian company, or Canada would certainly be in the top 10. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I agree with you. I've been here 25 years now, even though I can't get the, the right accent. <laughs> I can't talk like a Canadian to save my life. But um, sure. I definitely agree with you. One of the things that drew me in particular to Canada was the lifestyle, the um, the 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 way that people come together as communities, um, and also the fact that if you come here and you work hard, you can definitely get on. And you know, the the, the streets are not paved with gold. You've got to work hard. But like um, myself in particular, I haven't got a university degree or anything like that, which in the UK would be frowned upon. But in Canada, so many opportunities have been offered to me. So I definitely agree with you. Um, your organisation, Canada in general, is a great place to live and work. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a message you'd like to leave um, with our listeners about, you know, not success in the monetary sense, Duncan, but what really do you think is how could you put into a few words the tangible aspect of, of the success of um, Air Canada Rouge? Because it's still in its infancy and it's doing so well. So what would you say to our, our listeners out there? You know, I, I, it's a great question. And when you think of Air Canada, Air Canada is 84 years old. Oh. Um, so Air Canada, uh, you know, has been an innovator in this industry for a very long time. And if you think of the first, the black box was, uh, <laughs> you know, Air Canada contributed to the development of the black box. We oh. were the first airline to use de-icing. Uh, wow. You know, we were the first airline in the world to have a female captain of a 777. Wow. Um, there are so many industry firsts that Air Canada has uh, been attached to. And even uh, central reservation systems, we were the first airline in the world to use a central reservation system. Wow. And so... When you think of the development and the launch of Rouge, it's not surprising that Air Canada would be one of the uh, airlines in the world who have successfully launched an airline within an airline. And there have been many examples of this uh, model failing. Yeah. Uh, and Air Canada has done it incredibly successfully. And, and I think one of the things is, uh, you know, I'll go back to our people. And, and it's about humility. It's about consistency. It's about trying to do what's right for the customer. Okay. And, and I think that's prevalent throughout uh, the entire organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we want to do what's right for the customer. We want to deliver a great product. We want to deliver a great experience. Um, you know, I always remind our people, we don't know why people are flying. You know, people are flying to either go on vacation, they're going for a job interview, uh, they're going for a life event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be a death. It could be any mm-hmm. any reason. So, you know, greeting those people with a smile and a, and a, and a warm attitude and humility um, goes an incredibly long way. And I think when you think of our growth uh, from 300,000 passengers in year one to 8.1 million in uh, year five, mm-hmm. uh, the consumers consumers have uh, accepted 
uh, Rouge in the marketplace. We're incredibly uh, competitive product against those competitors uh, who are in our competitive set. And again, I think it's humility, consistency, and just genuine, warm uh, Canadian hospitality has really contributed to the success of uh, Air Canada Rouge. Wow, what a wonderful way to leave this um, this podcast and I'm so grateful. You've opened my eyes, you've, you've shared a lot of facts with me that I actually didn't know and I do, as I say, travel a lot with, um, with, with Air Canada and Air Canada Rouge. Thank you for your time, Duncan. You seem, and I'm sure you are, a really, really lovely person, a lovely human being, which I really oh. appreciate. Well, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, so. um, yeah. No, thank you for your time. And thanks for letting us tell the story about Rouge. You know, it, this really is a great Canadian success story. And, you know, we've been able to create 2,000 jobs here uh, at Rouge and we'll continue to create jobs and investment in the economy. Wow. You know, aviation for me is about, uh, you know, bringing Canada to the world and taking uh, Canada to the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, we enable uh, cultural exchange. We enable tolerance. We enable uh, education. We enable uh, investment, uh, charity, uh, philanthropy. Those are all things that are driven by uh, aviation and lift into communities. So It's um, wonderful here. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Um, you can't kid a kidder, as they say. Like People are very transparent today, especially our customers, our clients. And you walk your talk, your organization walks your talk. That's why you're still here. You do an awful lot of fantastic things. And giving us the time today to, to you know, to chat with you and, and share with, um, with our audience is absolutely wonderful. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you never know, one day we may get to meet. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. I do too, Duncan. So have a lovely afternoon and thank you All again. Right. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon.